BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, I was going to say happy Monday. Happy Thursday. I'm recording this on a Monday. Thursdays, let's talk about Thursdays. There's such a good day, not only because we have a new podcast episode of our show. All right, that, let's be clear, that's number one. Number two, it is like the eve of the weekend. We have so much to look forward to, whether you're hitting the town and going out with your friends or you're just staying home and having a nice relaxing weekend. You know, it's no surprise here that I have been out, um, I believe, for about 13 or 14 months straight. And I'm here to tell you guys, I stayed in Saturday night. And let me tell you why. I finished Friday Night Lights and I'm emotionally unwell. It is crazy because I don't think there's anyone in this world who loves Texas more than I do. And um, I grew up with Texas football. You would think I would have watched the show from start to finish. Obviously, I've seen episodes. I really knew what happened before, but I never watched it from start to finish. And it made me so emotional I am so connected to that show. Tim Riggins is the love of my life. Like I, I'm really having a hard time. So anyways, I had to take an emotional self-care night. I made myself some mac and cheese. I turned my phone on Do Not Disturb and I, I ignored my friend's calls. I have to be honest with you. I told them I wasn't coming out and I did ignore them and I'm sorry, but I hope that they can understand what I was going through. It was a really hard time. So anyways, if any of you guys are Friday Night Lights fans, which a lot of people have been on my TikTok recently, let me know some tips and like what you guys did because I have never been this emotionally distraught over ending a show before. It's actually embarrassing and I wish that I was exaggerating right now. I'm really not. That's the worst part about it. So anyways, today's episode, I love, I really made a new friend when we recorded the show, Natasha Bure, an incredible girl. So fun. We have so much in common. We end up talking about books, which is really how you know It's a good day for me, but we are talking about everything from navigating your 20s, going through hard times, getting through it, practicing self-love, relationships with parents, growing your identity, career. I mean, we're going everywhere. I feel like a lot of it is just kind of navigating your 20s. We're around the same age and just talking about, you know, our recent years together. I think you guys are really going to like this. It just feels like friends catching up, which is really kind of the goal of the show at this point. That's always my favorite. You guys always love episodes where I talk about navigating your 20s. I'm not really like from me, normally from other people, but I'm just telling you, this is a good episode and you guys are really going to enjoy. Speaking of books, I do want to say we do have a book club. It's in the Geneva app. We are reading The Paris Apartment from Lucy Foley. 
I believe that's her name. I believe that's a book. It's all on the Geneva app. If you go on my Instagram and just go to the book club highlight, it'll show you how to join. It'll show you guys how to read along. We meet in this like little kind of clubhouse situation. It's super fun. Definitely go join. As always, we have Breadwinning Housewife merch that is available. I will have it in the description. I use my coffee tumbler. It's sitting right next to me. Every single day actually is my water bottle. I really don't even drink coffee in it that much. I just use it. Actually, yes, I do. I have like three and I I put coffee in one. I put water in the other. I'm telling you, it is like I'm holding right now. It is my most used product that I own. So I will have that linked in the show notes. But without further ado, I hope you guys have a great day, a great Thursday, the best day of the week. And you enjoy this episode. If you did, put it on your Instagram story, tag me. I want to see what you guys have to say. If you are feeling nice and kind today, please leave a nice five-star rating. It really genuinely means the world, but I love you guys so much. You guys can find us on Instagram. You can watch every single episode on YouTube. Everything is in the show notes below. I love you all. And without further ado, let's welcome Natasha onto the show. So you don't like coffee? No, no, I do love coffee. I just don't drink it. Okay, but you're a matcha person. Listen, I go through phases where I hate coffee and I like matcha. Mm-hmm. Do you make it from home or where do you go? Okay, I try to make it from home and it's like not the same. Yeah. But like I, I, I attempt, I definitely do. I have like ceremonial grade matcha and I have the frother and the bowls and everything and it's great, but I can make a good like matcha Americana with just water and matcha and like honey or whatever and it tastes fine. But if I want like a frothy latte, I'm going somewhere else to get it. Like, where do you go? I, honestly, Erewhon, Alyssa's Secret Matcha. Yes, it's so good. Oh my gosh. I'm literally obsessed with it or Alfred's or wherever. But today I try to get try to get a matcha from creation and it was awful. So now we're doing that again. I remember the days where it was so hard to get good matcha out. Yeah. Like five years ago when it wasn't that big of a thing. Even in Dallas, I will say that's the one thing. Like I have certain places that I will go and get matcha. And to be fair, I haven't tried the other places. So I could right, just be right. like saying it's not good. It's just once you've had good matcha. It's so hard to go you, back. You can't go back. Like I'm just, I refuse to. Yeah, so true. And I feel like luckily here in LA, there's so many places that have, yes. like everywhere has matcha now. I don't even have to worry if my friends want to go somewhere for their coffee. I'm like, okay, they're bound to have matcha. It's fine. Or I just drink tea, but. I just found that coffee makes me so jittery. I love the taste though, like coffee ice cream yeah. or whatever. Like it, it tastes amazing, but the way that it makes me feel is not the best. So. Do you have anxiety? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I feel the same way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's like the number one thing you're supposed to get off of. And I just, I don't know. I go through my phases though, but okay. Last question about matcha yeah. and then we'll get going. Yeah. <laughs> what is your order when you go out? It's one of two things. I'll, I'll go, if I'm like specifically craving Alyssa's Secret Matcha, which is like half almond milk, half coconut milk, vanilla stevia and matcha, then I'll get that. But typically if I was just to like order somewhere random, it would just be in a matcha Americano, which is just matcha and like water and ice. And then I'll ask for like a packet of stevia because I also don't like eat sugar really so queen of health essentially <laughs> is what we're getting at. trying yeah. trying okay can you give us a little background on yourself where you grew up yes. your life just like you yes. know introduce yourself Hi guys, I'm <laughs> Natasha. I was born here in LA actually. And then I moved to Florida, Fort Lauderdale when I was probably like two. And I lived there till I was 10 or 11 and then moved back to LA for my parents' job. And yeah, I grew up just, well, I was gonna say I grew up normal. I don't know, <laughs> like in a house with two parents and just like, it was fun. Living in Florida was so different to living here. You know, we could just like go outside all day and build forts and play tennis. And I played competitive tennis for almost 15 or 16 years, wow. which is like a huge part of my life. And then when I came here, 
I started getting into like modeling and acting and social media when I was about 15. And that's kind of just been my life ever since. And that's what I'm currently pursuing, all I want to pursue. So yeah. Did you always plan on doing that when you got older or was it something that kind of grew on you? Social media or like, like just acting, entertainment? entertainment uh, no, a- acting, acting, music, entertainment, everything like performance based is something I've loved since I can remember literally if like I came out of the womb like wanting to perform for people but social media and well I don't even think social media was like around back then like I only picked it up when I was 15 and it was just for fun because I watched other youtubers and influencers like who are you watching I watch like Bethany Moda all the time it was like that era yeah yeah, totally and I don't know I just loved watching like the makeup tutorials and the morning routines and I uh was like okay maybe I should try to do this myself and then I did and I'm so not aesthetic like they like they were back then but I was like I'm just gonna film whatever I can just because it's fun for me and then I think people just started to like it and just like enjoy what I was sharing and then from then it's kind of just turned into like what my platform is now what did you start posting on YouTube? I don't even know. It was the most random things. It was like little makeup tutorials or my monthly favorites or mm-hmm. like, you know, those type of videos. And, and then people liked it. And then I would also post like random singing videos or just things like that. And then now I mostly just post vlogs and just kind of take people along like on my week or my month or whatever I can. I'm, I'm not, the past like couple of years have been so interesting. I'm like trying to like find like my niche just because I I love social media and all that stuff but it's definitely not a job I want to pursue like for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. just because I'm way more passionate about acting and stuff like that so trying to find like what people are most interested in seeing but that's all like a journey you know what do you think like you're most interested in though like what are you interested in like posting or even just within yourself like what is your favorite thing for me I think for me, the part of social media that I love the best is feeling like I kind of get an inside scoop of people's lives and just seeing the behind the scenes of anything that they're working on or their passions and their interests. So for me, the vlogging is most fun for me because I feel like that's what I would want to see from other people. Just seeing what they do on a daily basis, whether it be going and getting their coffee or workouts or cleaning or like random hauls, you know? So that's what I've been sticking to of just picking up my camera when I can and documenting those random moments to make people feel like they're included in my life. Cause that's what I like from other people, mm-hmm. you know? How do you feel like that's affected you starting on social media younger? Cause I started my YouTube channel when I was 16. So yeah. like very similar boats. Like, the obviously the hate comments or people saying something mean or honestly even just knowing that people are watching your lives like how and honestly it might be different for you having like parents in the public eye yeah how have you dealt with that and in what ways do you think that's like kind of almost like shaped not even shaped you in a way that's like oh it's made you who you are but like I feel like you live with a lens of like knowing that someone's gonna see something and it's like a weird balance I think for me because of just both my parents' careers, I have always felt like that mm-hmm. since I was younger. And when we were in Florida, it wasn't as big of a thing just because out here, the culture yeah. is so different. Florida is like a lot more normal. Right. Yeah. It's just like you walk down the street and, and no one really cares. And I feel like here just, it's a different environment. So growing up, I always felt like regardless of like my YouTube channel or or my social media presence or whatever, I always felt like I had to be very careful of just the way that I would speak and present myself because you don't know who's watching and everything that you put on the internet is going to stay there forever, et cetera, et cetera. So in that regard, it wasn't something I had to like learn or when I would get hate comments, I was kind of like, 
like, well, like I already expect this just because of the way that my family is already. Now it's a little bit more interesting because I feel like the internet is so much more hateful nowadays Mm -hmm. and I have to be pretty conscious of what I post and just, I don't know, everything and also take things with a grain of salt. Like this past year, not I mean, obviously we just started this year, but last year I had to start going to therapy like weekly about it because it was just, I felt like everything that I did was being scrutinized on my, on my page, on my parents' page, on my brother's page, like whoever it was, I just felt like there was someone always had something to say and it was affecting my mental health so much where I would literally have like the shakes before posting an Instagram because I didn't know how it would be received. And I mean, me compared to like so many people who have, you know, millions more followers than me, it was just crazy to feel that way. And so I needed to really check myself and know like where I'm finding my worth and my value. And it's not in these comments and it's not on these random people that are following me. If you want to follow me, great. But like, it shouldn't affect me in such a way where it's, you know, causing me like anxiety and depression. I have added something recently into my morning routine, which is a very big deal. I guard my morning routine. I protect it at all costs. But when I can find something that's really easy and makes an impact and isn't going to make me like grab a blender and make a mess in my kitchen, like, no, no, that's too much. I need things to be simple, quick, on the go, and very good for me. I'm going to add it, all right? So I have been making sure that I have my best day by starting it with Bloom. Bloom Nutrition makes it easy and delicious to give your body what it needs to help you feel your best inside and out. If you guys have been watching my vlogs, the green drink that I'm making in the morning, that is what we're talking about. Their greens and superfood powder blend fights bloating, helps digestion, increases natural energy, and keeps your skin glowing. I find that it really helps with energy for me in the morning. I love that because I don't want to wake up and immediately have coffee. That's just not what I want. I want to drink water. So I love just adding this powder into my water because I do find it helps me so much with my energy. The Bloom greens are packed with over 50 nutrients, including whole fruits and veggies, fiber, probiotics, antioxidants, and more, all in one easy-to-drink formula. Mix it in with water or a smoothie to add to your daily routine. It comes in four delicious flavors, coconut, mixed berry, citrus, and original. I personally love the citrus. Bloom is made for you, whether you're trying to recover from a big meal or a night out or you're a fitness buff. Over 350,000 people trust Bloom to feel better every day. And right now, Bloom Nutrition is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase of their greens and superfoods blend when you go to bloomnew.com slash I love you. That's B-L-O-O-M-N-U.com slash I love you for 15% off your purchase. Again, that is bloom.com slash I love you for 15% off. Hope you guys enjoy and let's get back to the episode. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I am Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. I want to talk about 
in a second, like yeah. the identity and getting your, not getting your worth in comments. But before, this is like an interesting thing. Yeah. Because if people are coming at my parents, that to me would be so much worse than people coming at me. Like, yeah. I think I would be like, I'm going to fight you. How do you handle that? It's so hard. Yeah. It is. I am like... I'm a very protective person. I'm a very loyal person. Do you know anything about the Enneagram? Yeah, what are you? I'm an eight. Okay, oh, okay. I'm a three, but I, yes. <laughs> okay, I know yeah. eights, yes. So I fight for like yes. everyone. Everyone in my life knows me. I'm just super protective. So whenever I, and there's, I mean, especially with my parents, there's always comments and there's so many negative ones and it sucks because you know them and you know their heart and the way that they can be perceived online or the stories that people make up about them can be so difficult and it takes everything in me to not like fight back in the comments and I definitely have my fair share of comments that I have made (laughs) I try not to anymore because I know that they're just dumb trolls and at the end of the day they're just seeking their own attention which is like I'm not going to feed into that but it's really really hard for me not to and I think the lucky thing about my situation in particular because I feel like it would even be like harder for someone who didn't have parents in the public eye because I just feel lucky that she also understands what it's like so it doesn't affect her you know when people make comments about my friends it hurts me even more because I'm like they don't even they don't even get it they don't get it they didn't ask for this yes Yes. exactly like I feel the same way they haven't put their lives online so don't come at them on my comments but if someone comes for my mom or whatever it's like she she has her own you know she can handle herself and she gets it and she puts her life online so I I'm not too worried but when it comes to my friends I'm like don't go there like you know like I will fight you yeah there was a girl that was my sister and I are pretty close in age Mm -hmm. and she was a friend of my sister's I'm so protective. Like, I love everyone. Yeah. Like, for me to actually have, like, a negative thought about someone, right. it's rare. Like, if I really don't like someone, then that, my friends are like, wow, we really yeah, can't like totally, someone. Because, totally. like, I am the last person to dislike yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, Which, by the way, isn't a great quality. Like, I've come to realize that, like, I should be less like that. For whatever reason, I'm very protective of my sister. And I yeah. think it's coming to me not liking some of her friends. Yeah. This one was warranted. She said something very off the cuff and rude to my father. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I have never wanted I'm not even gonna say it on the internet yeah I yeah oh my god I literally almost lost my mind my best friend almost lost her mind and everyone loves my dad too yeah so it's like I hate you with Mm -hmm. everything in my being I don't even know forgiveness anymore like that is out the window like I can't I oh my god so dealing with it on like your level yeah I would lose my mind like you you do a lot better than I do with training my mom is like you need to keep your mouth shut I'm like oh my gosh because I also am like I'm super outspoken about yes. everything so like I kind of don't even like think before I speak half the time I just say whatever I I need to so when it comes to that I'm it, it's so hard trust me I get no, it it's so, so hard. hard yeah okay let's talk about not finding identity yeah. and your worth and comments like has that been a journey for you or have you always kind of just been there already It's on and off. It's so on and off for me. I'm a very confident person. Where do you think the confidence comes from? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. As I've gotten older, I've realized my confidence, I think, comes from my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, he has instilled in me that I can do anything. For sure. I think I'm very much like my dad. Him and I are like two peas in a pod. And he does not care what anyone thinks about him. And he's like so dominant and just like this confident personality. And I definitely get that from him for sure. I feel like I've always been that way. But that being said... 
there are some months where I'm like the least confident person and I am finding my worth in boys or the people that comment online and like having a good reputation or whatever. And I think this year more than any year before was super testing and honestly really difficult. I, I was seeing a guy for a while and it didn't end poorly and it just completely knocked my confidence because I felt like something must be so wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And like for a couple of months, I was putting all my worth in what people thought of me because of like how badly this affected me. And so I had to kind of retrain my brain to just like learn to love myself. And I feel like so many people preach self-love and like I'm such a big advocate for it, but I was not practicing it at all. And it's so hard to wake up every single day and look in the mirror and like know that you have value and know that you have worth and that you're intelligent and smart and beautiful and all these things. So for me now, I definitely still have so much confidence. I always will, I think, but to really like know and be confident in yourself is to love who you are, you know? How do you get there? To be honest, I think a lot of my confidence has to do with my faith and just where I base it. And I want to look at myself the way that God looks at me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important to me and surrounding myself with people that also encourage the same thing for me and in me. Beliefs and things, yes. Yeah, Yeah. and just to know that you're special and and to pursue the things that are so unique about you. And again, like I said, it is not easy, but it's an everyday struggle of like waking up. I also do a five-minute journal, which I just started like this year. And I feel like every single day it has me do uh, the like that daily affirmation. And I feel like when I'm like writing those things, it just makes me believe it more. And honestly, I'm such a big advocate for fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's been so many times where I just don't have confidence or I don't know really where my worth is. And I kind of just have to pretend to like make myself believe. And then once you feel like you're like, okay, I, I can do this. Then it gives you that other confidence to go ahead and, and do whatever you want, you know? I have found my new piece of everyday jewelry. I have been wearing this golden micro heart locket necklace. I have the gold, it's the 14 karat gold fill. Um, And I also have the minimal chain style, obviously with a K on the necklace. It is so cute. I love something that's dainty, great quality and personalized. Also, like I'm a gold girl through and through jewelry wise. So I love the necklace and I've been wearing it legit every single day. Golden's mission is to make it by hand, make it personal, make a difference, creating connections and giving back through every purchase. So they have modern personalization options that allow you to create a piece that tells your story. There are millions of ways to make it your own. Each piece is handmade just for you. Choose your metal, size and personal inscriptions to be hand stamped by their makers. I love that. Every piece comes with a letterpress, gift-ready packaging, a handwritten note, and a jewelry care kit. It was beautiful when it arrived at my door. I felt very, very fabulous, okay? They also offer a happiness guarantee on all of their pieces, even the personalized ones, which is huge. They donate 10% of all profits and more through special collections to organizations that support their core causes of education, liberation, and community building. I love that so much. Golden is female founded and run with a workforce consisting of 80% women. 
So if you guys want to match with me or check out all of their other pieces that are so cute, use code ILYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Also, I'm telling you, Golden will make you a great gift, whether it's something that you're just, you know, subliminally sending to your boyfriend to get you a cute little personalized necklace, or it's something that you're getting for a friend, a sister, your mom, an aunt, whatever it is, great gifts, all right? So you guys can use code ILYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Visit golden.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours. Again, golden.com, code ILYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. I'm 24 now, so my 23rd year, which I okay. love being 24, by the way. To report back to the podcast, I actually do love it. I hated 23. Oh, and I'm 23 right now. No, I hated it. Not that you will, but I did. That was just a bad okay. year for okay. me. So I was just, like, born with this, like, naive confidence. Like, and I... A lot of it, I think, comes from my dad. I always say, like, my dad literally thinks I can run for president, but he's the first right. person to tell me that I'm wrong. So right, it's a, right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's, like, a really healthy thing. I moved to L.A. when I was 17. Like, I had this really naive confidence, and I, I was just like, I can do anything. Totally. And I think it was, like, post-grad. I went to, like, a Bible college that was great, and then, you know, in other ways, it comes with cons. Yeah. And I got out of it. Because I was already in my career, I thought I wasn't going to feel any type of way, like, post-grad. Mm-hmm. And I, like, lost it. I don't know what it was like I had gone through a big breakup that I was happy to be out of like that was good but at that time everything in my life was changing what I wanted was changing who I wanted to be was changing Mm -hmm. and up until that point I was so like nope this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna achieve it there's no other option whatever and I was so like I didn't even allow myself really that I would allow myself space to like pivot and like oh a podcast like certain things like that and honestly going to the school that I ended up going to was a huge pivot but I was almost like tunnel visioned. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know who I am. Like, yeah, I've been so I haven't even given myself time to think in two years. And I was so confused. And it was the most like insecure I've ever felt. It was the which I had never felt that to that extent. Mm -hmm. I all of a sudden was dealing with comparison. I was so lost. I had no direction. I say all this to say, if you were in that position, though, the best thing I did was kind of allow myself to crash because then like the only thing that I could do was basically, it could only go up from there. For sure. And so by allowing myself to really get to that place, I think if I would just put it off and ignore those feelings for so long, which is what I was good at doing, I would have never gotten to the point where now I am the happiest, most fulfilled, most confident. I'm in the best place, I have the best vision for my life I've ever been. But I think it took my 23rd year of breaking down everything that I thought I wanted and who I thought I wanted to be and who I was and changing that. And not to say every single thing about me changed, but I think I needed to know why I wanted to be something versus like someone else telling me that. And I think like getting to the mo- the worst part of my life, like the most insecure was actually the best thing for my confidence in a weird way. I fully agree. I remember earlier this year when I had kind of told you like I had this eh, not breakup, but it was just this bad situation anyways. And from that, I just kind of spiraled down into so many different things of my confidence being lower, me not even really knowing like what I was passionate about or just like not having a drive to do anything Mm -hmm. and feeling super confused and trying to find joy in certain places that I shouldn't have been and like just experiencing a bunch of things and like not being happy. And I remember, I mean, this is like something I love about my relationship with my mom. Her and I are really close and she'll call me out for anything, you know, and so will my friends. But I just remember that I was so unhappy and I couldn't figure out really why. And like, I didn't even know what I was doing with my life, but I was trying to not really let my friends know like what was going on. And 
It was such an, such an insecure time. And I just remember my mom like randomly calling me and just being like, I don't even know what she said. She was just like, I'm worried. Like, you're not yourself. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like you're trying to find joy in these places that you shouldn't. And like, you don't have direction. And like, I want you to know that I recognize it because if you don't, like someone should tell you. And like, if you need help, if you want someone to talk to, if you want someone to like go through this with you, like I'm here for you and all this stuff. And I remember I was just sobbing because it felt like such an attack in the moment of like, oh, I hate that someone's like calling me out for like, you know, doing all these things that I'm doing. But at the same time, if I didn't have it, it was almost like a wake up call for me to be like, oh, okay. Like I'm definitely not where I need to be. Not even just like with my actions, but emotionally and like the, the place that I and my mom like know that I can be. So after that, I was like, okay, I need to like take a step back, like figure out and really like think and not throw myself into these like mindless places to try to find, you know, joy and a passion and et cetera. And then after that, I felt like, again, that was probably like my lowest of the year and lowest that I've been in a long time and like having not even realized it. And then from there, just being able to go up and all these great things happening, especially towards the end of the year, basically after that conversation, like so many amazing things happened. And so I'm just like super grateful that I have that relationship with her. But just like if you have a friend or anybody who can have your back and be like, yo, I see something's up, like, let's figure it out, you know, because they want the best for you. I think that's like the best quality in a friend too. I want I always want to be the friend I think I've gotten way better at this I wasn't always good I before I was maybe afraid of like quote confrontation when it doesn't need to be and so I would keep my mouth shut and I'm like if I would have just said something earlier yeah I could have maybe helped them Mm -hmm. and that's something I'm trying to get better about I think in the past like year and a half it's definitely something I've worked I've been working on for myself I'm just not naturally like super confrontational yeah but I think that's a really incredible thing with your mom though like do you ever have a point where you're like, mom, like where you get maybe when you said it felt like more of an attack? Like how do you get to the point where you're like, I trust that this is my mom. I'm going to listen to her. To be honest, I think because my mom doesn't really give me advice. Like my mom and I from a super young age, she was never the type of mom that would like meddle in my business ever. Or she, she would only know like what I would tell her. And so even now as an adult, she'll never give me unsolicited advice unless I ask. Like if I'm like, Hey, I need help with this or I need to figure this out. Then she'll be like, of course I'll help you. But she's never like, Oh, can I like, she like insert herself? No, okay. not at all. So when she does, I know that it's like coming from a place of love because like she wouldn't just mindlessly do it. And I definitely have friends that do that. And I'm super not a fan of it, especially because I'm such an independent person. I want to figure, you know, my life out for myself. I don't need anyone to like give me their opinion, but I have been through so many things. And just like in my family life that if I'm like, my mom is coming to me, it's only from a place of love. And I'm really grateful that I have that relationship because I know not everybody does, but I think that even if you have a friend that you can keep you accountable and like call you out. And I know like me and my best friend are very much like that, where I'm Like if you see something that's up, you can tell me. And if I see something that's up, like I'll tell you, you know, because I want to be able to be the best version of myself at all times. And I would want the same for her. Yeah, I think that's a really incredible like relationship to have. Yeah. You are in a world where rejection is huge. Tell me about it. (laughs) Whether it is, I mean, social media, whether it's acting, I mean, entertainment as a whole. And also I think everyone deals with rejection, whether or not you're in 
this industry. For like, sure. Obviously, everyone deals with it, even on a small thing of like a breakup or 100%. breakup. How have you like grown through rejection and taken that well, especially as an eight? I know I have very yes. close people to me as eight. So love that we have this. Yes, me yeah. too. Dude, it's hard. Yeah. It's so difficult. I am, n- I hate rejection so much, especially with work. It's been really difficult because I mean, the entertainment industry is just so unpredictable and you just like never know and you're working hard and you could be doing a great job and like not book anything or work for however long. And same thing, like I'm super sensitive of rejection of relationships and it's like a super, you know, big like insecurity thing. But I think that this whole past year for me was such a lesson of like whatever's meant for you will be like time and place and all that stuff. I feel like God just has a plan for everything. And especially in the, like the first half of the year was so difficult for me. And I felt like so many things were not going my way. And I was so depressed. I had the worst anxiety. I would wake up every day and cry and shake the whole day. Like it was awful. And I just felt like I was being rejected in every aspect of my life. And I didn't know how to cope. And I felt so like unworthy. And then I just had to, I mean, obviously through going in therapy and just like really working hard on myself and like my habits and things like that, learning that I think whatever is meant to be for you will be. And it's okay to face the rejection because I think every door closes like three more open in a different way. And then the last half of this past year was literally the opposite in every way, shape and form that I was like, oh my gosh, like I would never have experienced any of this stuff if this stuff didn't happen. So now it sucks. I still have, I mean, I was actually having this conversation with my friend last night. He was like kind of going through something with work and I was telling him how like I was crying, you know, a couple of weeks ago to my mom, two days straight about work and not feeling like that I could do anything and being rejected and whatever. And then just to ch- change your perspective and to know that it's a no now, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a no later. And it could be a no because this yes thing is going to come for you. So I think when I change my perspective, I just try to take deep breath. And so much of that is out of my control. So I'm like, I'm just not going to stress about it. Spring is right around the corner and Macy's has everything you need to keep your wardrobe as fresh as the new season. If you guys watch my vlogs, you have seen me consistently decluttering my closet. I feel like I'm doing spring cleaning a little bit early this year. And I've come to realize a lot of my jeans and just a lot of clothes I've either worn down, they no longer fit. I've been working out a lot. I feel like I've been like gaining muscle, whatever it is. I, I'm telling myself it's gaining muscle. I don't know. There's something changing in my clothes. All right. And I need to update some things. I need to upgrade some things. All right. So if you're looking to upgrade your go-to jeans, you know, the ones you wore on your night out and in line at the post office, Macy's has got you covered with must-have relaxed jeans from top designers that you'll want to wear everywhere. And if you're looking for an easy way to step up any classic look, make a style statement in a bold jacket, the perfect piece to transition from cool to warm weather, not sure which style is for you, no worries. You can connect with a Macy's personal stylist one-on-one in-store or chat from the comfort of your own home. Either way, the appointment is catered just to you and your style dreams, which is huge, guys. Best of all, it is free, all right? That is crazy. It is free. So head on over to macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. That is macy's.com slash personal stylist. All right, let's get back to the episode. I feel the same way with rejection. I mean, no one likes rejection. Right. 
But I think, like, I feel like we're both, like, strong personalities, like, confident. It's definitely a difficult thing. And one thing that I have started to do is I think about the times where I dealt with rejection and something way better happened, or I dealt with rejection and then six months later, I'm so glad that wasn't in my life. Like people, I think it's the easiest in your dating life with all due respect. Like 100%. Like even a guy was dating like a year ago, it's like, he is great, but I'm so glad we're not together. And had we stay together I wouldn't have reconnected with all these friends that I reconnected with like yeah my life got so much better and I'm grateful that for that rejection at the time it sucked but now I'm really grateful so I like to have that lens too but I will think of like specific situations in my life that I'm now really grateful for and it's definitely like eased the almost like pain and anxiety of rejection for me because I have like examples that I can look back on yeah like concrete I do too. I feel like this whole year I was talking to my therapist about it and I was like, I just, if you would have told me that the second half of this year would look like it did when I was in the beginning, I would have been like, there's just no way because I was in such a dark place. And so like having that mentality, I feel like even now when I do experience rejection, of course it's still hard and like, I hate it. And it like, it gives me like the creeps. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like literally hate rejection, but at least I can have concrete uh, examples of when this was beneficial. So now I'm like, just take a deep breath. It's okay. You can be sad about it today, but you know, tomorrow move on. Yeah. And I think giving yourself time to feel the emotions, but not too much time. Totally. And that's a really big thing. Cause like I, either I will do it or I'll see friends do it. Or I feel like it's just so common. Like you'll wallow in like your misery yeah. and there is a time to feel your emotions. Like don't ignore them, but don't allow it to last too long because then you're just not taking steps forward and you're going to stay there. I think that was something also that I learned this year because I, to everyone, I always like to seem like I have everything together and I'm put together and that nothing would bother me. And so I would bottle up all of these emotions when I'd be rejected and feel so insecure inside, but to everyone else, I'd be like, no, I'm totally fine. And then it would just cause like just rifts in my whole life. And I had to learn like, no, it's okay. Like you can be sad about it and like express it and feel however you want to feel. And it's normal to be sad. Cause I think I was almost like embarrassed too of mm-hmm. the rejection and then feeling like embarrassed to be sad for some reason. And I didn't like people to see me when I was vulnerable or weak. And that was also something that I was like, okay, I need to change and allow myself. It's totally normal to feel sad and experience it. But then also like when you're ready, don't, you know, don't pity yourself for, however long like Mm -hmm. feel it and then get back up and move on what you said about like bottling things up too I'm like prone to do that and what I found and this is not a revolutionary concept but like talking about it and opening up about it not only is it so freeing for you but then you realize that other people feel that way yeah you connect you get advice you it's just such a healing journey and it's honestly you can't get better without opening up but it's difficult to be vulnerable in front of people. Like I used to not be able to cry in front of anyone. Yeah. And like still I have a hard time with it. Yeah. But how did you go from really wanting no one to see that to like being able to be more vulnerable? It's such a weird thing because I'm actually a very open person. Yes. And, and um, I feel like I share like everything That's with everyone. I, I could meet you in like five minutes and I'm like, you want to hear like my deepest darkest secret? Yeah. Like, I'm fine. Like telling you, but there's something about in a lot of my relationships and friendships, I feel like I'm always the 
the like strong I'm one. like the alpha yeah, always yeah, yeah. you know so when and all of my like all my friends are twos all my best friends mm-hmm. and then I'm this eight so I'm yeah. like strong and they're like the little like sensitive ones yes. that I like comfort or whatever and so I think it came like from an insecurity of someone seeing me as weak and that's something that I really learned was like I'm fine sharing but I don't want anyone to see me weak or mm-hmm. like take my sadness as oh she's not strong or she's not as tough as you know she looks or whatever and like you said verbally talking about any issue is so helpful I also feel like it sometimes will make your issue seem so much smaller when you say it out loud you're like okay I can I can get over this it It seems like you have control over it and it doesn't have control over you exactly but yeah just I feel like talking about it and keeping people in my life more like up to date with certain things that might be affecting me helps because then I'm like, okay, you already get it. I'm not just like keeping it in and then I'm have to unleash and then I'm embarrassed that you see me sobbing. You know what I mean? Like you kind of already know the situation. And if I cry, I cry. And now I'm like, whatever, I'll cry in front of you. Yes. No, I was the exact same way because I'm like super open. But then I'm like, but am I? Because then I can't share certain things. Exactly. So it was really confusing because I was like, I I'm also the most open out of my friends. Yeah. I'm the one to come to you because they know I've dealt with same, it. Same. But same. then to a certain level, I like, I don't want to talk about that or I can't, maybe it was like, I couldn't show the level of vulnerability that that would require. There right. was something with it and it was hard. I think it's also for me, it's a fear of judgment, which is mm-hmm. so stupid because I feel like the people that I'm going to are like my best friends or my parents, but still I'm like, I don't want you to judge me for what I'm like feeling or how I'm acting or whatever. But I, f- I feel the exact same way. Yeah, it was really tough. Yeah. I feel like you have a really good group of friends around you. Is that true? I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I wanted to talk about like making friends yeah. in your 20s, especially yes. in a big city because people ask that all the time. I have an incredible, incredible, <laughs> guys, I'm on like eight, the no, eighth recording of the week. I'm delusional. I have an incredible group of friends in LA yeah. at home in Dallas and I'm in New York all the time. And in New York, mm-hmm. I love my friends. Like it is literally like what the thing that like fulfills me the most. Yeah. And I think that making friends in your 20s is a very hard thing to do. So how have you done that, especially in, you know, L.A. where people would say it's like tend to say it's like way harder, you know? It's so funny because I have about I have like five girls that are kind of in like my best friend circle. And I only have known one of them like for longer than like two years. So the rest of them I've only met in like the past year or two, which is crazy. And I've met them through the most random things like mutual friends. One of my best friends randomly was a photographer. She's not anymore, but she had just messaged me to do a shoot and we did a shoot and then we headed off, we hung out and then we became best friends. Like so, so random, Mm -hmm. but mostly through a lot of mutual friends and, you know, parties or like, you know, dinners or things like that. But I swear I have made more friends in my twenties than I have in the majority of my life. I also was not like in school, at least I'm a very social person. I'm super outgoing, but in my high school, I didn't really have many friends. I would just go do my work and leave. And so now, especially just I mean, I don't have like a corporate, like nine to five jobs. So during my day, I'm just kind of doing whatever. Sometimes I have like, you know, work for like a a month period if I'm shooting. But if I'm not, then it's like my day's super open and I need to go on like hikes or go on walks or do content with people. And then you just kind of start DMing people and like making friends. And recently I actually went on a trip. One of my friends had a birthday in Vegas and I only knew her and one other girl 
and there was probably like 15 of them. And normally I'd probably be like so scared because I don't know mm-hmm. any of these girls. We're all going to Vegas together for fun. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go. And I ended up staying like in a room with these other girls and we all became so close. And it's just like fun when you meet people that way. So I feel like saying yes to opportunity is so crucial. So if my friends like invite me out, I, I try my best to be like, yeah, for the sole reason of like, I would love to make friends or just like know people and have people in your corner. But my, my uh, immediate friend circle is super small. Yeah. And also like saying yes is really important. Mm -hmm. The amount of times I remember in college, there would be, there was a group of people who would complain all the time it was very like middle school yeah and they were like oh my god we're not invited we didn't get like excluded like literally middle school i can't yeah yeah (laughs) and it's like you guys never once invited us to do a single thing if anything like you can't keep complaining if you're not making a solution Mm -hmm. and when it comes to making friends you have to say yes and you have to put yourself in positions and even when it comes to like social media and dming like i think at the end of the day even if you don't have a platform and you're just like in a city and you see someone you can be friends with totally it's not weird to dm someone be like hey i just moved here like what's up because you know what that person probably feels relieved that you were the one to do it it's not weird at all i don't think so either i there's a couple girls on tiktok that i've like followed for a super long time and i just think they're so sweet and I have DM'd all of them being like when you're in LA please can we get dinner like I would just love to be friends with you and you seem so cool and I feel like that's such an awesome like turning point for social media that we can make friends with people and it's not necessarily like weird you know before it would have been like oh you're an online friend like that's kind of creepy whatever but now it's like yeah let's just all be friends and like if 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 you feel like we'd get along then yeah I'm so down to go get dinner go get coffee and just like see where it goes you know I think it's just really important. And also in a weird way, like even if it doesn't pan out to be something like a great friendship or like a lifelong thing totally. or whatever, it's like, at least you almost have like, it's like social practice in the same way. Yeah. It's like dating, not that you need to like put up a front or anything like that, but like it can't do any harm. No, it you can't. Know? And just to have friends in different places in the world now that we have social media is so cool and and not everyone has to be here. And then when you go to different cities, like you might have a friend here or there and I don't know, just connecting people with different walks of life is so fun. All right, y'all, we are back talking about better help. I know in this episode, Natasha and I touch a little bit on therapy. I feel like so many of my episodes, the statements start with, so I was talking to my therapist and therapy is something that has really helped me so much. I have gone on and off since the fifth grade and I think it has made the biggest impact on who I am, who I've become and just navigating a lot of honestly, childhood trauma that I think would have manifested in way worse ways had I not been in therapy. It's also something I think that is incredible to have in your 20s in a time that's just so confusing and there's so many things that are so uncertain. Relationships take work, especially the most important one that you have in your life, your relationship with yourself. That has been, I think, the number one thing that has helped me in therapy. I'm like a classic overachiever. I love to find my worth in other things. I love to be really hard on myself and give everyone else grace and kind of take on the role as provider for everyone in my life. So therapy has really helped me to deal with that. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. I love therapy. It has made the biggest difference in my life. I'm so passionate about it. And I love BetterHelp because it's online therapy that offers video, 
phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on the camera if you don't want to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy and you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. I have friends in my life who use my code for BetterHelp. All right, guys, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I love you so much with Kenzie Elizabeth listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Kenzie. That is BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Kenzie. All right, let's get back to the show. What is your favorite thing career-wise that you've been able to do? One of my favorite things is something I just shot. I shot an Aurora Tea Garden movie and it was like, it's a mystery series. So that was super, super fun. And I actually got to play my mom's younger self. That's so, so yeah, it was really special for us to do that, even though we didn't act together, but it was just like a fun experience. And that entire like franchise is so loved. So I'm really excited for that. And it hasn't been like anything that I've really shot before. A lot of the stuff that I've done have been more like romantic comedies and whatnot. And then the other thing that I really loved was I got to be a part of a lifetime biopic called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, which aired earlier, I think in like mm, October, maybe it's so like a couple months ago. But um, it's the Richard and Christine Carlson story, which was just really, really special that I got to be a part of. And I loved the whole cast and everyone. So yeah. And I'm just excited for like future opportunities. You know, what is there, your biggest lesson you think you've learned through your entire career, it doesn't have to be acting, it can be anything. Honestly, I think one of the biggest things that has helped me so much is to say yes to things that scare me. Because I'm so scared of rejection, I'm like, I need to cover all my bases. I need to make sure that this is gonna work exactly how it should and like how I want it to be. And that's so unrealistic because then that limits you so much. And there's been multiple occasions. I, I don't even remember where my mom got this from. She saw a documentary or something and then told me, but she was like, you need to start saying yes to things that really scare you because it's gonna push you and it's gonna make you grow. And feel like parents say that too all the time. And then there were certain opportunities that got presented to me that I was like, oh, heck no, I'm not doing that. Like, that's so not in my wheelhouse. So not what I'm comfortable doing. And that's what sticks with me is like, no, you do it because it scares you and because it's going to grow you. And I have, and it has not turned out how I wanted to say the least. Like it definitely not all of them have been successes. Some haven't, some have. But I think in that I have been able to boost my confidence of like, okay, I can do, I can pretty much do anything, even if it's not going to turn out the way that I want. Cause I'm getting that experience and I'm just, it's going to be a whole lesson like in itself. So I feel like that has helped me. And even just in my career now, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a lot less fearless because I've taken those risks and done those things because now I'm not as scared to fail, even though I hate it, but I'm not as scared to do it. It's kind of like a habit, you know, yes. building a habit. And it's like, oh, it's not as scary. Yeah. Something that's really stuck with me that Ed Milet always says is confidence is built by making promises to yourself and keeping them. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's your routine or you basically, it, it could be any commitment. Like I want to do things that scare me. Right. Or I want to do a workout class or I want to commit to X amount, well, whatever it is. Yeah. Over time, I think that really helped build confidence. And then in turn, when you're more confident in yourself, like you're more fearless. Totally. It's really helpful. Fully agree. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about like day-to-day -day life. Like yeah. what are hobbies you like? What are things you like doing? Just anything. I know every day is different. So I, like, know, every day is, hard. I know I do have, I do have a pretty structured routine 
go into it details i love routines okay i wake up probably around like 7 30 or 8 and i do the five minute journal which is i'll add that's pretty new i don't like always do that but that's pretty new and then i work out i love working out it is like the most important part of my day it changes every day i've been trying to do it more intuitively and like seeing what my body needs i love doing high intensity circuit workouts for like an hour and that's what i grew up doing that's how like my dad Mm -hmm. would train us so i'm super used to doing that but i've also really been loving doing just like hikes I love Pilates that's one of my favorites I usually do some type of workout in the morning just like set the tone for my day because also my mood is so highly affected by my physical activity so if I don't work out and not to say I'll be in a bad mood, but I know I'll be in a way better mood if I do be physically active in some way. So I, like I can't focus sometimes if I don't work out. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like I need to get it all released. Yes. I just need to move my body. I think and that's just, an anxious thing too. For yeah. sure, for sure. So it's actually one of like my coping uh, mechanisms whenever I have like anxiety or I'm I'm feeling really anxious I'll literally just go on a walk or go on a bike ride or like do something physically active because it just like it kind of tires you out and then you're like I don't really have the energy to be anxious (laughs) (laughs) but I do that and then I make myself breakfast I have a crap ton of vitamins that I take I take like 15 (laughs) different pills every morning and like my friend is like you're crazy um (laughs) And then from there, it's kind of different. I usually just work on content during the day or auditions or grocery shop. I love to cook. Me so, too. Yeah. So yeah. I cook a lot. I'm like convinced I'm a chef. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so I cook a lot. If I don't think I was in the going to be in the entertainment industry, I'd definitely be like in the culinary world. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's so therapeutic and fun. And I'm such a foodie. So I love doing that. And then at night, I usually kind of just wind down. I love painting. So a lot of times if uh, I don't have anything to do, I'll just put on a movie and paint or so relaxing. make bracelets or yeah. I don't know just try to do things that are more tedious to get my mind off of things I'm also a huge bookworm so okay me too I read 100 books last year I literally shut obsessed. up Wait, okay share some of your favorite okay, books guys I did not read 100 books I was hoping I, I don't know why I just knew that this would be a thing okay. I love books Wait, what, did, what was your favorite book that you read oh my god did you just ask me that and yeah, I just asked you I know, <laughs> um I have so many I would say recently I read The Simple Wild and okay. the cover is so ugly so are you like fiction or nonfiction? Both. Okay. But I would say I'm like 80 fiction now. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm like 100% fiction right now. Okay. So yeah. I'm trying. It's rare that I'm reading nonfiction right now. But it's so hard for me. You know I, what I am reading right this second? What? I said right now so many times. Do you watch Cheer? Have you no, seen it? I watched Cheer, yeah. Okay. So season two came yes, out yesterday. Yes. Fun fact about me, I can't watch TV. I never do. I have no attention span, whatever. But Cheer comes out. I'm already on episode six. It came Shut out yesterday. Up. My day yesterday got canceled. It was on in my apartment. Yeah, yeah yesterday. I literally was like, I don't care because I can watch Cheer. <laughs> I told everyone, I was like, no offense, don't talk to me. But I'm yeah. reading Monica's book. I love her. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'll have to to read that this year. Okay. Well, I only really like, I'm such a bookworm that it honestly takes me like a day to finish a book. That's how quick I read, but then I'll go like a month without reading a book and then I'll like finish one. But my tops that I've read are silent patient. I love that. I read that in a day. Same. Yep. Verity. Yes, same. Oh, Love so that. Good. Another one by Colleen. It ends with us. Yeah, it ends yeah, with us. Me too. I'm currently reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. These are all my top favorite yes, books. Like we have the exact yes. same taste. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I read a book. This wasn't last year, but it's so good. And I feel like I never hear anyone talk about this book, but it's called Final Girls by Riley Sager. Okay, I know the author. Okay. I put it on my Instagram like a f- couple years ago, like semi-rex, and someone randomly was like, this is a good book. So... 
I picked it up, finished it again in like a day. You would love it. I'll, I'll, I'll text it, it to okay, you so you can so. you can get it. But it's so good. I mean, it, it's very similar vibes to like Verity and Silent Patient in terms mm-hmm. of like it's like a thriller yes. horror, which I love. That's I just, my number same, one is thriller. Same. Yeah. And all my friends, like they always ask what I'm reading and I'll tell them and then I'll give them the thing and they're like, that's so weird. And I'm like, no, but if you just yeah. read it, you It'd would get it. You and would get I'm it. I'm actually the friend. Like if you tell me to read a book, I actually read the book. Same. But I read so quick and I have a Kindle, which makes me read even faster. Oh, okay. I don't, I, I read like yeah. the book, book. See, that's how I started reading so much. Well, yeah. one, I also made a goal and I'm so stubborn that like if I make a commitment, I'm going to read a hundred books. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it was, yeah. There was no way around right, that right, one. Right, right, right. But yeah, I got a Kindle in 2020. Yeah. And it makes me read so much more and okay. I don't stop. And I know everyone's like, oh, I want the physical book. No, 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 no. Like, you get a Kindle, you read more, it's easier. Also, I read too much. I don't have room. I have like my townhouse, like a two bedroom townhouse. Where the book's going to go? I know. I know. Well, that's how it's kind of turning into. So I'm every time I read a new book, I'm like, does anyone want to read this? Yes. Take it off my yeah. hands so I can have a little bit more space. But I'm I'm reading that one right now. And then I don't know what else I'm going to read. Probably another Colleen Hoover book because I love her book so much. But have you read Renee Carlino? No, I haven't. You, you should read Before We Were Strangers. Okay. Because that's also in that, like, it's so funny because, like, yeah. you realize the book community is such a community. But yes. in that bubble, that's, a, that's like, the number okay. one romance, I would say. Okay, okay. In the way that Verity is, like, okay, oddly enough, a top thriller, and that's yes. the only thriller she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she isn't even a thriller, but anyways. I'm so glad we could bond on books. I know, same. It really is. I, like, don't have so, I don't have that many friends no. who read like that, so I'm so glad yeah. you've read these books. No, text me every day. Okay. I have, I'm so down. I have a book club in Dallas. <gasps> I'm making all my Stop. friends like read books. I'm so down to join. I was like, guys, you have to do this. Like, It's that's really good so for fun. you. I have I know. one friend who actually reads, and it's like, finally, someone to talk to you about. You know, My best friend, She, I just got her to read. It's been like a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Convincing her every day. Can you please read this? Can you please read this? She's like, I'm. I don't really like fiction, and I'm like, no. I swear, you'll read like a couple pages, and you won't be able to yes, stop. Exactly. Because I can't. I'll be walking down the street, and I'm like engulfed I, in this book. I dream about the books that I'm reading. Yeah, it's like, kind of embarrassing. When I finish it, it's like it doesn't leave my my brain yes. for days. And so finally, I got her to read. Um, it ends with us yes. and she loved it. And I'm like, okay, next is Verity or Silent Patient. And then we there can figure out what else. But she's super on like the nonfiction wave and she's trying to get me on that. But it, I don't know. It, I like them. They're a good read, but I love to be so like, when I read these books that we're talking about, the world does not exist around me. Same. Like I just cannot stop. And I feel like that's so fun. I also love being not on my phone and just that's like- That's the best part about cooking and same. reading. You can't be on yep, your phone. That's exactly. why I love it. Exactly. And as far as like reading nonfiction, when I was younger, cause I grew up, I read every Nancy Drew, every Judy same. B. Jones book. Yeah, like same. I was- okay, We were like the same. We were the same. <laughs> I was such a big reader. And yeah. then I like moved here. I was so young. I was working and I was like nonfiction only cause it has to be good for me and like my right. time, whatever. And I genuinely learn more through fiction books so than do I do I. nonfiction. I will read nonfiction from time to time because there's certain books I want to read and totally, that I like. Totally, totally. But I'm definitely a fiction girl. And it's it like, it's good for your anxiety. It stimulates your brain yes. in such a different way. Yes. There's another book too. Little Secrets, Jennifer Hillier is another okay, thriller. Okay, okay, yeah. But like the wife doesn't kill the husband. So it's like really good. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not like all the other ones yes. that aren't bad, but like yeah. this one's very, it's the most unique thriller I've ever read. Oh, it's my favorite okay, one. It's okay, my okay. number one, that and Silent Patient. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll read your rec and then you read my rec. Oh, yeah. This is so perfect. We'll, like, swap off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I'm so excited. We have been talking for a while. I know. <laughs> I could literally keep going forever, but Same. we can't do that, unfortunately. So can you share where they can find you? Yes. All my social medias are at Natasha Beret, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, what else do I have? Yeah. <laughs> Just all Natasha Beret. And yeah. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. This is so fun. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will have Natasha linked below. Go follow her. Check her out. She's incredible. I adore her. I think she's just the greatest person ever. But I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday and the best day of the week.